This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. You have no rights. Let me say that again. You have no rights. That's the lesson the government wants us to learn from this COVID-19 business. Well, the government is wrong. For years now, the powers that be, those politicians and bureaucrats who think like tyrants and act like petty dictators, regardless of what party they belong to, have attempted to brainwash us into believing that we have no right to think for ourselves, make decisions about our health, protect our homes and families and businesses, act in our best interests, demand accountability and transparency from the government, or generally operate as if we are in control of our own lives. Well, we have every right, and you know why? Because we were born free. As the Declaration of Independence states, we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights to life, liberty, property, and the pursuit of happiness, and no government can take that away from us. Unfortunately, that hasn't stopped the government from constantly trying to usurp our freedoms at every turn. Indeed, the nature of government is such that it invariably oversteps its limits, abuses its authority, and flexes its totalitarian muscles all too often. Take this COVID-19 crisis, for example. What started out as an apparent effort to prevent a novel coronavirus from sickening the nation and the world has become yet another means by which world governments, including our own, can expand their powers, abuse their authority, and further oppress their constituents. Until now, the police state has been more circumspect in its power grabs, but this latest state of emergency has brought the beast out of the shadows. We're on a slippery slope, folks, to outright despotism. This road we're traveling is paved with lockdowns, SWAT team raids, mass surveillance, and forced vaccinations. It's littered with the debris of the First and Fourth Amendment freedoms. That is why we have to look forward to in the months ahead and years to come, unless we can find some way to regain control over our runaway government. The government has made no secret of its plans. Just follow the money trail and you'll get a sense of what's in store. More militarized police, more SWAT team raids, more surveillance, more lockdowns, more strong-arm tactics aimed at suppressing dissent and forcing us to comply with the government's dictates. For starters, let's talk about the COVID-19 stormtroopers, SWAT team raids, and ongoing flare-ups of police brutality. With millions of dollars in stimulus funds being directed toward policing agencies across the country, the federal government plans to fight this COVID-19 virus with riot gear, gas masks, ballistic helmets, drones, and high-tech surveillance technology, believe it or not. Indeed, although crime rates have fallen dramatically in the midst of this global COVID-19 lockdown, there's been no relief from the brutality and violence of the American police state. While the majority of the country has been social distancing under varying degrees of lockdowns, it's been business as usual for the nation's SWAT team raids and police trained to shoot first and ask questions later. Police have even been called out to shut down churches, schools, and public parks and beaches that have been found in violation of various lockdown orders. Now there's talk of mobilizing the military to deliver forced vaccinations 
mass surveillance in order to carry out contact tracing and heavy fines and jail time for those who dare to venture out without a mask, congregate in worship without the government's blessing, or reopen their businesses without the government's say-so. There are rumblings that the TSA will start thermal screenings to monitor passengers' temperatures in the coming weeks. This in addition to the virtual strip searches that have become routine aspects of airport security, so-called. Restaurants in parts of the country are being tasked with keeping daily logs of phone numbers, emails, and arrival times for everybody who participates in dine-in services, with no mention of how long such records will be kept on file and with whom they will be shared and under what circumstances. With the help of Google and Nest cameras, hospitals are morphing into real-time surveillance centers with round-the-clock surveillance cameras monitoring traffic in patients' rooms. Forget patient privacy, however. Google has a track record of sharing surveillance footage with police and other government agents. And then rounding out the power grabs, the Senate just voted to give police access to web browsing data without a warrant, which would dramatically expand the government's Patriot Act surveillance powers, which basically gutted our freedoms. The Senate also voted to give Attorney General William Barr the ability to look through the web browsing history of any American, including journalists, politicians, and political rivals, without a warrant, just by saying it is relevant to an investigation. If enacted, privacy experts warn that the new provisions threaten to undermine the free press by potentially preventing the media from exposing abuses of power or acting as a watchdog against political leaders. If we haven't already crossed over, we're skating dangerously close to that line that keeps us on the functioning side of a constitutional republic. It won't take much to push us over that edge into a full-blown banana republic. In many ways, this is just more of the same heavy-handed tactics we've been seeing in recent years, but with one major difference. This COVID-19 state of emergency has invested government officials and those who view their lives as more valuable than others with a sacrimonious, self-righteous, arrogant, big brother-knows-best approach to top-down governing, and the fallout can be seen far and wide. It's an ugly, self-serving mindset that views the needs, lives, and rights of we the people as nothing when compared to those in power. Yet, while the courts may increasingly defer to the government's brand of a nanny state authoritarianism, we still have rights. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, these ongoing violations of our rights, this attitude by the government that we have no rights, this tyrannical movement that is overtaking our constitutional republic and gaining in momentum and power by the minute, this incessant auction block in which government officials appointed to represent our best interests keep selling us out to the highest bidder, all of these betrayals scream for a response. The government may try to abridge those rights, and they will. It may refuse to recognize them, and it will. It may even attempt to declare martial law and nullify them, and it will definitely try that on and off. But it cannot litigate, legislate, or forcibly eradicate them out of existence. But as I say, freedom is an action word. The lesson, time to act, to say our freedoms and save them forever now. 
the Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.